0: What's up, guys? Bobby here. Just want to say thank you to all of our listeners and hope you've enjoyed our first 10 episodes. Here's to many more to come.
1: Now is the time to submit quietly. We control all you hear and feel. You are about to enter a great adventure and experience the awe and mystery from your ultimate fantasies to your deepest
2: fears. From which you may never never return. Well,
0: gentlemen, we're recording, so
2: uh, good luck to us all. Welcome back to Strutting from Gorilla, episode number 11. We have made it past the century mark here. Uh, we got the pod for all tonight. If you don't know what that means, it's a free-for-all. We're just going to talk about whatever comes to our mind here tonight. Um, we got some good stuff. With us, as always, we have Big Mango.
1: Hey. Hey, what's up? I'm just kidding. Uh, I, it's been a couple weeks. Glad to be back. Um, as our listeners probably noticed, we haven't been on for a while. A couple weeks. You know, We were doing what all wrestling fans do, and that is getting hot chicks Doing stuff like that. I just wanted to I I guess my opening statement, maybe if I had one would be uh, in relation to Vito's recommendation to watch. I mean, listen or read the rise and fall of WCW, which I did start doing on Audible. uh, And it's really, really interesting. It's really, really cool. Vito, thank you for recommending it.
2: And, no problem, yeah, it's pretty interesting It's good stuff, but I, I feel like I talk about that every episode So we'll, we'll leave it at that, I'm glad you're listening When you get done, yeah. <laughs> we can uh, Maybe we'll have an episode on just that, me and you <laughs> Yeah, we could
1: go for Yeah, yeah, we could go for days <laughs> yeah.
2: Let's do a book review Do a book we, review We book do review. an
0: Audible book club Yeah, why not? On, uh, well, I guess I should start listening
2: Yeah, you should get, it on, get on that So, uh, we also have with us uh, Mikey Cash Hey,
3: good to be here again. I'm I'm glad we're back from our little uh, our little vacation. Like Mango said, just getting chicks and uh, you know swinging dicks. So uh, I guess what I wanted to, to I guess, touch on is something that I've really enjoyed that I just discovered, which is Lucha Underground. I've always known about it, but I never really watched it. And if you download an app called Tubi TV, it's like this free TV app. It has tons of like movies and TV shows. Uh, where actually speaking of another veto recommendation it's there's no holds barred is there so it's on it's on my watch list now so I I just wanted to let you know that but uh back to lucha underground it is it's really cool I've really enjoyed a different take and how people present pro wrestling it's actually l- filmed like an like a legitimate tv show there's like filmed segments and and even the different camera angles that they use and like the commentary, the commentary is probably the weakest point of the show, to be honest. It, it almost sounds like when you're playing like Raw or Smackdown and like the commentary was going like it kind of <laughs> sounded like that, except it's. Do they so do accurate. it live or do they, do they like pipe it in
2: afterwards, like where they record the show and then pipe in the audio? Because sometimes when they do that, it doesn't sound as good. You know what I mean? Because so they're not live and in the moment
3: it sounds like they do both because it's like, there's parts of it that sound like it's happening right there in the moment. And then it's very clear what like their ADR is like when they've come in later to re-record stuff, but it's, I, I don't know so far I've liked it. I mean, Ricochet he's in it. Um, he's uh, he wrestles under the name Prince Puma and he has a, he wears a mask and uh, John Morrison is in it. He wrestles under Johnny Mundo. Um, I don't know if you guys watched t- the, the tough enough from like 2011. When Stone Cold hosted it, yes. But there was there was this woman. Her her name was Eva Lise, and she was she was already wrestling for a little bit. But she a, oh, kind I of was. Oh, I remember. The, she was the dark
2: haired girl that he really yeah. liked, and they ended and up. She's, not, yeah,
3: she's on AEW now, but she was she was on this show too wrestling. So it's it's really cool, and they have like a lot of intergender matches, and I kind of like that. And they're just like they don't even make a big deal out of it. They're just like, all right, well, Chavo's fighting sexy star tonight. Like that's how it's going. So (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. oh yeah. And Chavo's there. Of course. Yeah. Good stuff. Love Chavito. So anyway, that's what I love. Good stuff, Mikey Cash. And as always, the producer, our leader, the leader of men, Bobby Stone.
0: What's up, guys? Uh Mikey, I just need to tell you something. Anytime we have a little hiatus, you come back with at least Something of substance, not to say that Matthew, you've done some homework yourself. I, on the other hand, have been fortunate enough to uh stay alive as my chimney has fallen off my house. There was a microburst in front of my house, uh, so that was awesome. Have you guys ever seen a tornado before? Uh, no, but I've seen a hurricane. No. Yes, stand Dude, back. A There's
2: a hurricane coming through.
0: Oh. Yeah. Oh, well well played this sir. Well, a microburst is basically a cousin of a tornado where it's just a bunch of air coming in and just taking out trees, houses, cows, flipping them up in the air. Well, in this case in particular, it took out some power lines and our chimney. Mm-hmm. So all of our homework that I was supposed to be doing, like being depressed as I was watching Hulk Hogan documentaries has kind of went by the wayside. I started it off and then uh, I I've noticed that the network doesn't have as much as I would want uh, on the uh, on the chosen one, the, uh, the, the, the baby player. Jesus of it all. Um, Mr. Hulk Hogan. I mean, mm-hmm. he he is the 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 machine that started it all. Uh, He's immortal. Vince, he is the immortal. And um, I plan on doing more digging, so I'll be talking about a lot more of that in weeks to come. Once I <laughs> get life back onto Bobby, the rails, and yeah, so Bobby
3: was was the microburst the category F five. Ooh, sorry, that's <is> terrible.
0: <laughs> well, quite frankly, it was uh, it was. The third member of the natural disaster. So, uh, (laughs) well, Bobby, you know the the microburst may have taken out your
2: chimney, but it didn't take it out. Didn't take out your good looks. So we're we're glad you're alive. You're safe, and uh, you're looking good, brother. Hey,
0: (laughs) well, thank you. Happy to be here. Oh, uh, and guys, um, so we are just slowly but surely grabbing more and more listeners. So. I uh, want to give a, a big shout-out to our newest country, Pakistan. Oh, well, well, yeah. So, I
1: just well, say, I've never grabbed a listener. Maybe you have.
2: Well,
0: you, you Ooh,
1: haven't really
2: yeah, grabbed I much of anything in your life. I was just trying to give you, like, the cold. Mop, <laughs> oh, You guys
1: suck. I'm <laughs> where <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh okay well yes and i am big Vito. we are all here we have the uh pod for all today so basically that's kind of our corny way of saying we didn't really plan anything and we are going to talk about whatever comes to our mind about wrestling you know we've had a lot of different subjects here um over the past uh 10 weeks so um you know i'll start it off boys i'll start it off i i I was reading, you know we tend to always talk about how WWE sucks and you know which lo- losing viewers and it's tough to watch and this that and the other thing well I read an article and it's on uh bleedingcool.com and it says science proves people stopped watching WWE because it sucks that was the article, so it caught my attention. I immediately clicked on it, and I'm like, "Well, this should be interesting." And they did a study, and out of everyone that they, out of everyone that they, um, they interviewed, uh, only 12 percent of respondents said they currently watch wrestling. And at one time or another, one of these people were wrestling fans and they watched it. So 12 percent. I don't have the exact numbers here. You can go check it out yourself. Like I said, it's on Bleeding Cool, but they basically had a um, a couple of different things on there that I thought were pretty interesting. Um, the number one reason that people did not watch it—what do you think it was?
1: Because it sucks.
2: Yeah, storylines. Yes, hundred percent. Thirty percent of people said that the storyline sucked um 28 said that characters were not good or interesting um and then 26 percent said the matches were not good or interesting um and basically that all boils down to what we talk about which is wwe creative it sucks it's terrible they just they do that cookie cutter mold we always talk about and um you know i'll give you a perfect example can we can we just cut the shit with the um the the draft I don't know if you guys watched it, yeah. but it oh. is awful. I'll tell you, this is a perfect example of why the creative sucks. They switch tag teams. So first of all, they got rid of New Day, which I know everyone here likes New Day. That is and the, yeah, that devastating. Is my right? biggest gripe.
3: But then on top gripe. of
2: it, so you have the, the Street Profits as the Raw Tag Team Champions and New Day as the SmackDown Champions, and they both switch brands with the tag titles. So what did they do? They had a segment where they swapped the titles. This is fucking stupid. That's it was so.
1: They so handed them to each other. They handed them to why, each other.
3: Why would you do that? What? No, no rhyme or reason. Again,
0: did they at least kick the like, shit out of each
2: other? No, they had an and interview and they just decided, hey, we're switching brands. Let's switch titles. That's it. Well, yeah. that's no. I
3: saw this on YouTube. So
2: disappointing.
3: <laughs> it, it is for for two teams like that. That that's so hurtful to like their characters and and to any momentum they got going on because they're legitimate tag teams they're good tag teams and you just yeah. oh we'll just swap it so basically they're they're just saying it means nothing right yeah. what we, is the point it, it's it's essentially whose line is it anyway
1: the rules are made up yeah. and the points don't matter so why why should we care right yeah no yeah percent I I agree i read a thing on uh raw it was like a raw review from i maybe two weeks ago three weeks ago or something and they went through every segment and they said why every single i don't know if it was it's a little different for smackdown but for raw no segment made sense not one thing made sense about the entire thing the writing there's no continuity so there was like this tag team you know the iconics yeah Uh, Mm -hmm. you know they broke up one week and then two weeks later the um they broke up and then they were in each other's corner again without any explanation it was just like maybe they forgot that they broke up or something (laughs) it was crazy
3: whoever was writing the show forgot that they were broken up and was like oh we'll just put you together don't worry about it yeah
1: Yeah. it'll be something new what's
3: old is new again yeah, <laughs> yeah the drafting is ridiculous you know it's stupid you know what's really weird is i i could swear i think it was like last year i had read something that there was a job being posted for wwe that was specifically a position to be keeping track of the storylines because they got so convoluted and and you know like as somebody who reads comic books i can just tell you that like Storylines sometimes get convoluted, but they eventually like they, every couple of years they like reboot something and they like set everything right again, so that it all kind of makes sense and it's linear. And like I feel like WWE needs to do that. And the way they can do that is just like give yourself a fucking off season. Like mm. stop, just stop for like a couple of months. And I feel like that's that's good for for the creative. It's really great for the wrestlers, and it's good for the audience. We need time to digest what we just saw. And I just think, I think that's a way for them too to also like keep storylines French and fresh and to not have them be so convoluted like they are because everything just keeps going. And it's just like one long fucking day watching them.
0: So I would equate WWE to our modern day circus, right? It is the act that just keeps going. It's going all over the country. Well, obviously not right now. Um, And the acts just don't stop. And, you know, it's supposed to be the biggest and baddest thing that ever happened. You know, it was Barnum and Bailey or whoever it was. uh, Sasha and Bailey, you mean? (laughs) Sasha and Bailey. (laughs) Um, But one thing I want to dive into is the ratings over the years. Like, is it really that bad or, or are we just looking at it in a vacuum right now? And to your earlier point, uh, the the draft the whole reason why they have the draft is basically it's the start of a new season right like that's, mm-hmm. that's where their reset button is. So, so I feel like they attempt to address remaining. it. Yeah. Well, here's,
2: here's, here's my point on that. So I, they'll never, they'll never have an off season because they'll lose no. money, but they could easily rotate wrestlers in and out. Like that's not a problem. Yep. Like you could easily yep. rotate them in and out. You're not you. It's a storyline. It's not like people are going to lose interest. And quite honestly, there's times when like Roman Reigns, he got that time off and it was refreshing. He came back and he was completely yes. different. So I have no problem with all of that. The, the thing that bothers me is they don't stick to something like they, mm-hmm. they just throw shit against the wall and it doesn't stick and they, they, and they, they just move on. Like we're idiots. So like after time, after time, after time, you get invested in a decent storyline and then it turns out that they just end it with garbage. It's just like a TV show. If you start watching a TV show and it ends terribly and you invested all of those hours, how pissed are you going to be? But they mm-hmm. keep reliving those storylines so that you continually get pissed and pissed and pissed. And eventually you're like, screw this. And then what they'll do, then you know what they do to draw you back in? They get Goldberg to come back or Hulk Hogan to come back or someone from the Most old days to so so do, do the do same that- thing.
3: So when they do that, then guess what? Then it's on us because fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Like, how many times are we going to keep watching it? They'll be like, oh, how awesome is it that Goldberg's back? Like, fuck Goldberg, number one, okay? (laughs) And two, just stop with the nostalgia stuff then. Like, make it very few and far between and don't give them the top spot. Like, stop doing that.
2: I know I do really enjoy the, like the, the raw like flashbacks when they used to do those like every now and then mm-hmm. I thought that was always kind of cool, you know, cause yeah. it kind of reminds you like that. That was pretty cool. But it, I, I'm, I'm tired of stone cold coming back and just doing the same thing. Spend 10 minutes talking, stun someone, drink beer. It's literally the same thing over and over again. And it's just to draw ratings and it, it there's never a good storyline, but it, they have to fix the storyline issue. Cause I mean, listen, you watch, you watch AEW, and they draw fans in to watch. They don't do anything miraculous, but like their storylines are so much better. Like it, it it's it's yeah. so much better, you know. And, and it's
3: and yeah. I mean, maybe right now they're like kind of the babyface company, and so like we we are seeing them with that rose-colored glasses because hey, it's their first year. But it'll be very telling to see what happens yeah. going forward because we're coming up on exactly a year tomorrow.
2: Well, uh, it is kind of funny. It is kind of funny, though, because Jericho brought up a point. I was listening to something or reading something, and he was saying how, you know, if WWE didn't put NXT on Wednesday nights, their ratings would be far superior than what they are now. Because all of the fans that are watching NXT would have a chance to watch AEW. You know what I mean? There's yeah. nothing else for them to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I find that very interesting that they well, basically have NXT on there to kind of compete with them. Just like solely yeah. to suck fans away. And Although it's really, probably their best uh, show right yeah. now.
3: Absolutely it is. And most of the people that are probably watching NXT live on on TV could also just, I mean, this is what I do. I will I watch both AEW and NXT just, like, the next day. Like, I, I barely watch live TV at this point, which I think a lot of people are like that. So I'll just, instead of watching commercials, I'll just watch NXT on the network when it comes on on Thursday. And then Friday, I'll just pop on some AEW when I'm watching, like, Xfinity on demand. Like,
2: yeah. Do you ever go through the network and, like, for me, I'm, I am I go through and I start watching, like, pay-per-views in a row? Like, I'll try yeah. and even watch, like, the Raws and stuff in a row. Sometimes it gets tough because at one point it went, like, Raw, SmackDown, Heat, you know, pay-per-view. All of them were the same, like, people. So, like, all the storylines went through each each show you know what i mean but you get into this decade and it's difficult to even follow that like you you try to go through stuff and it's just like jumbling all over the place i'd never be able to follow it but i mean you could literally watch if you go through 97 on the network and then you watch a pay-per-view from WrestleMania or from um royal rumble up to you know the end of the year You can literally see the storylines as they go for the most part. You don't even need to watch raw or, Mm -hmm. or, or SmackDown or all that. I guarantee you, you go back 10 years from now and you start watching these episodes, it's going to look like shit. Like (laughs) it's like so jumbled, like you have no idea what's going on. It just, it makes no sense.
3: No. I I mean, honestly, they could take, I I wish I could say less is more, but they'll never believe that. Like they'll never take on that mentality. Like, they'll, they'll never do it. Even yeah, though, yeah. Uh, I mean, what? So it's three hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown, and now two hours of NXT. That's seven hours. That's almost that's a work day yeah. to sit and watch WWE programming. I can't do it. I right. don't have the bandwidth anymore. And the stories aren't enough to really pull me in. And that's yeah. so, like, Raw is like a, a highlight on Twitter. I'll, like, watch if something was going on. SmackDown here and there, but you know, mainly it's like NXT, but even that sometimes I'll just fast forward to like a match I just want to see. Yeah, I 100% yeah. agree.
1: Is there, do you guys have like nephews or anybody like little, kids you know that, that watch wrestling?
3: Yeah, he's like one and like <laughs> we just <laughs> put he's him on right the year. TV. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. well my nephews my they have no interest, you know. I, I think if they put it on, they'd be like what what is this? This is mm-hmm. weird. There's just so many things that you can do now. I mean, I think we're like the last generation that's going to have, I think wrestling's going to die. I hate to say, it, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be negative, but the ratings have never been as bad. I, I reading this uh, up, rise and fall of WCW. I think they had the entire existence of WCW. They had one profitable year, and it was by accident in like 1995, right? So even yeah. in their biggest years, they were losing money.
2: Oh, yeah. They, he just I mean, threw money at it.
1: AEW is a, is different because Tony Khan, he's got cash. He doesn't really care. He kind of seems to be doing it for fun. He's a fan. Mm-hmm. He's not in it to make money. At some point, he's going to be like, you know, can AEW make money? I don't know. He's going to be like, the Jaguars suck, and I'm going to need some money to
2: come
3: in. <laughs> somewhere.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: It's it's questionable.
2: No, that's you know. a good point. Meg. The one thing they talk about in that book the whole time is like how – patterns repeat themselves i know mike you talk about it all the time but it it's so true like if you watch every like they'll do a precursor to pretty much every chapter about okay i'm going to talk about this but they're doing it in wwe right now <laughs> and this mm-hmm. is what killed wcw and it's right. like, they, they talk about how when wrestling's hot it's hot and you can pretty much get away with anything but when it's cold it right. is
3: cold because even when it was hot, they were repeating things. In nineteen ninety-nine, the Rock and Stone Cold in their rivalry. Remember the whole bridge thing? Rock throws the the like Austin yep. off the bridge and he throws the title off. Well, fast forward two years later, and Kurt Angle and Stone Cold are doing the exact same fucking thing except That's with right. gold medals. Wouldn't you know it? But yeah. they were hot enough at the time where like you could you knew what was going on, but you're like, Oh, uh, it's all right, it's kind of different. But like exactly the <laughs> same. <laughs> and, and it's just more egregious now
1: yeah but back to your yeah. point though it was only two hours it was an hour an hour or two <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a exactly. week. yeah this is like like you said seven hours a week uh of the same crap over and over right
3: and that's not even Better. including like 205 live yeah or main event god forbid we miss a main event
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that i've been stumping and I, I will die on this hill the length of the show in of itself is not helping our cause whatsoever. You're looking at one of the reasons why you want to tune back in is because they had to rush the storyline. So they had a bunch of side promos and they would give different, you know, back in the day when you were watching Superstars or whatever, they'd, they'd jump from one, one story one week back to another story the next week. And they, because it was only an hour at a time. And then here comes Raw still only an hour at a time but at least you got to see it twice so you got to see Superstars, and then you could bounce over to raw and then if for whatever reason you need a quick update you were watching mania to figure out what happened at a madison square garden event or something um well i also i also
2: think too bobby like to that to that it's like you know when wwe basically bought out WCW, they essentially ate their own competition. And I know we talk about this all the time, but growing up watching different territories. Now that was probably before my time. Like I really know like ECW, WCW and, and WWF. Right. But those territories, everyone learned to wrestle a different way. Everyone had their own like kind of set of rules behind the scenes, and there was more like learning in different styles. Now you're you're just molding this star from what WWE wants, right? And that's that's not good. That 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 isn't good. It, it's influenced
3: uh, us as an audience. Yeah. If it, again, I think we've talked about it before, and I think I've yeah. already mentioned it on this show. But it's essentially they've they've conditioned us as if it's like Marvel and all the Marvel movies. It's like right. this is how a superhero movie should be. So we think, well, if it's not this, then it's shit. And
1: right. so
3: what that does is that affects like the territories that are out now. And when I say territories, I just mean different wrestling organizations that aren't these big two. Yeah. So I think I think that's that that it kind of needs to be homework on our part in a, yeah. a little bit. Because we talk about how much we don't like it, but yet we still go back every week. Yeah. That's an abusive relationship. We <laughs> gotta, we have to walk away and get some space. And and I've been really trying to do this now. It's like this is my own personal thing, but I've been trying to just like expose myself to these different types of wrestling because I think you get so used to it being some ways. You almost it's almost like jarring to watch a different like wrestling organization and a different presentation of wrestling. And I notice myself sometimes even saying like, oh, that's not how you do it. But I'm like, wait, what the fuck am I talking about? Like, that's how they want me to think. Yeah. It shouldn't. Be, it has to be this way. So no, I think
0: they want the you to eat
3: the rolls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm getting hot. I'm getting hot. Yeah. I'm no, drinking rosé and I'm getting hot. No, it's a
2: good point. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. That's it's a good, point. good.
1: That's
3: delicious. Do we have another topic? Yeah. Uh, uh,
1: on the rock?
2: Yeah. Does someone else have something?
3: I, I got something. I can I talk about what I like. Yeah. Something absolutely. I like, and someone who I, I really have been, I want to praise his work a little bit. Yeah. And we haven't done it enough on this show. John motherfucking Moxley. Yes. This guy <sighs> has had an incredible run since he yes. left WWE. His like work in New Japan. Oh my God. It it was a completely different man that I was watching in the ring. Like, and, and, and now with, with AEW, which I've had the most exposure to, like, have you noticed during his title run, this guy caters his style to the person he's actually fighting. Like, it's not cookie cutter. like, when you think about in pro wrestling, how, I mean, and and it's been something that's worked and it's obviously something that we liked when it was working. Like everybody beats someone the same way, you know, it's like, you know, the people's elbow or the stunner, right? Like that's the finishing move that will put the guy away. But depending on who he's fighting, it could be something different. I mean, he won a match once with like a rear naked choke. He won one with like a triangle hold. Like he's winning matches in different ways. And I think that kind of adaptability is just such an unsung, like it's it's like an unsung talent that he has right now and, and something that we really need to, to sort of celebrate because it's so different than what we've been seeing. I just love it.
2: Yeah, yeah he reminds like, me. I'm telling you, I've said it before. He reminds me of Austin. Like, hmm. there's something about what he's doing. I don't know if it's, like, the fact that he just takes everybody on and he's got no fear. I, I just – I don't know what it is, but he just commands the ring a little bit more. And even when he's on the yeah. microphone, it just – it reminds me of Austin when Austin was hungry and he was fighting for that top spot. And uh, yeah. he's got, like, this bad attitude. He doesn't give a fuck about anybody. DTA. Like, he's he's ready to go.
1: Yeah. He uh, uses the middle finger to his advantage, I would say. <laughs> Also, but I have two questions for you. Okay. Number one, uh, you can take them separately. Whoever wants to answer. Uh, Who is Moxley feuding with currently? Because I'm actually not sure. And secondly, before, before, this is kind of a jokey question, but. He's kind of losing his hair a little, don't
2: you think? Oh, he is. We would, we would know. That's the first stage of balding when you get that long, frazzled hair out front like this, and it's a little thin on top, and you're trying to sweat, and you can see it. Oh, yeah, I know. I can't speak when I look at him like
1: yeah. that's what if i grew out my hair that's what it would look like it would look like moxley <laughs> except a little worse it's but it,
2: uh he's going there it's like his breaking bad right like his beco- becoming austin <laughs> yeah. like he's becoming austin one step at a time he's just, just like my hair's gonna the go head. next and he, he's gonna be austin next thing you know he's yeah. gonna bring tony khan out there and stun him you know
3: <laughs> suddenly his knees are gonna get hyper reflexive and he's gonna need knee braces just that's right to get around but, but no like, to
2: answer your question about the the feud what's different about AEW is they rotate guys around which is very interesting and jericho said something about that too he's like listen if you're on this if you're on AEW, we're going to rotate people around but they do it in a way that they still have storylines it's it's Mm -hmm. very strange they do a really good job with it and they they tell a lot of their storylines in the ring yeah it's it's funny
3: because they can kind of maintain a rivalry while also rotating guys in and out yeah. Which I think is is a real, like, uh, it's it's like a hidden art. One that we haven't, like, seen in a long time. Yeah. Because even with, like, you know, Jericho and, and Matt Hardy, what they had kind of going on, and then Jericho and Orange Cassidy, like, there's still a rivalry with Matt Hardy and Jericho, but, like, they just haven't really been able to wrestle. But yeah. he's still, like, it's... And, and to answer your question about who he's feuding with, I know we kind of went roundabout. So right now he's feuding with Lance Archer. He's got a title match tomorrow. So we're filming, we're filming this. We're recording this on Tuesday. So tomorrow night is his match with Lance Archer with Jake the Snake, who's also had a nice resurrection again, which has been I awesome. They, and, they, had
2: Greg, TV. they had Greg Valentine on there last week during the yeah. match, right? Yeah, he yeah. looks
3: exactly the same. He does,
2: it's weird, it looks
3: exactly the same. He uh, what looks I do, like like of trash.
1: <laughs> 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 Sorry,
3: what <laughs> are you gonna say, Mike? Uh, I don't like Cody's hair, I know that's weird, but like the black hair. Yeah, I I don't know what I don't know what it is. I I kind of don't like Cody, and I don't know what's going on. I'm having this like I'm seeing him as like Triple H 2.0, like yeah, he's
1: somebody's got
3: kind of he's that the role. only one that bothers me, and he's just finding his way into like random title matches. I don't yeah I, like it. I don't know why I'm, maybe See, I I just I, have I'm gonna.
2: I'm going to disagree. I like I like Cody on there. I think he's definitely got a little bit of a uh little man syndrome where he's kind of out there and he's kind of, you know, you could tell he's the running the show over there a little bit, you know. But it's kind of refreshing. Like, it's kind of refreshing to see someone out there actually saying, hey, look, I'm the man to beat this time, you know, and actually, you know, coming up with the ideas. But you can tell that he's not, like, taking all the glory. Like, he hasn't been champion yet, has he?
3: No, but then they created uh, a championship for him to win.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, it was not <laughs> like he was champion very long. What was the championship? TNT, the TNT championship. He just TNT. won uh, it back. Oh, did he win it back last yeah, week? he won it back. Oh, he's
3: just, so he was he was champion a majority. Brody
1: Lee is champion for what, 3 weeks? I think so, yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, did you guys see that uh chain match? It was Brody. Yeah, yeah I that it was, was the one. Kind of corny, but interesting that they tried it. I thought it was kind of Yeah, I don't but know.
2: even just the build up to that was way better than any build up that WWE oh, yeah. has done. Like yeah. and it was only for like a week.
1: Because it made sense.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Is that the one that the hammer was in the crowd for?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So they're bringing back managers. Tony Khan is apparently like really into managers and shit like that. Like they got Vicky Guerrero. They got.
2: Which is um, terrible. I hate Vicky Vicky Guerrero. Guerrero. She drives me bananas. Yeah.
1: Oh, dude. She got a nice set of breasts though,
2: I think. Yeah. Okay.
1: Let's edit that out. Rest in
2: in peace. Rest in (laughs) peace, Eddie. Yeah. What the hell? Oh my God.
3: And what is she like she's that. like
2: she could be a grandmother. Like that's yeah, what happened. <laughs> yeah. You don't think she has nice boobs. Um, I uh,
0: just- I'm going <laughs> to say I haven't personally tried <laughs> to check like them out. I'll be truthful to, uh,
2: to each their own. To each their own. That's not my style.
0: <laughs> I don't know when she talks There's n- I I I know there's such thing as a mute button, but I feel like her voice just pierces oh. glass. So oh. I don't want to look anywhere other than closing my eyes. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> see, I agree. I
0: well, agree with
2: that.
1: Vicky Guerrero, that guy, um, the older gentleman, Our Terry name. Blanchard, to somebody. Oh
3: yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Blanchard. Yeah, yep. Tully Blanchard. Yeah, yeah, one of the and
2: four
1: horsemen, right? Like, yeah, they got yeah, right. Yeah, they got a lot of guys. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool. They
2: do. They had the rockers come out, right? Yeah. Oh, it was the rockers. Yeah, they- yeah, it was the rockers. Yeah,
1: yeah. The,
3: the Rock and Roll Express. Rock and yeah. Roll Express. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was I was Rock like, Roll "Are you kidding right? me?" Marty Jannetty yeah. might have killed his yeah. girlfriend. Yeah, Isn't that's Marty true. Gennetti? Good
2: point. Good point. Dude, no, they do.
3: Resolution on
1: that
2: and DDP. You know, we don't give love to DDP on this program. By the way, he was like a big WCW star at one point. Okay, he really was. I love DDP. I love yeah, it. We never gave him any love. Listen, I don't think he's going to win any technical wrestling matches. I mean, he was no. pretty good on the microphone. No, yeah, he was. Oh, yeah.
1: No, he was good. He was maybe the only star that WCW ever created.
2: Yeah, and it was so, too late yeah. in his career. He was like 38 when
0: he was a star. Like, yeah, right. he
1: was. He was older. Yeah.
0: yeah, but now he's got a yoga platform. He's he actually done something besides wrestling and is still making money off it. I'm not gonna lie, I have done DDP yoga. How is it? It's pretty good. It's.
2: I'm not gonna lie, he does a pretty good job. I've I've only really done. He has different series. I've only done the first series. I haven't really got past it because I'll go for like a week or two and then I'll forget to do it or we don't have time to do it. But it's it's pretty good. It, it's like a I don't know twenty minute thirty minute thing. And he does a he does a really good job. It's it's like dynamic resistance. It's not really even. It's like a mixture of yoga and dynamic resistance. So you're you're basically like ten- tensing your muscles up and getting your heart rate really high but you're also doing yoga so it's pretty cool mm. i could see you it for people.
0: farted yes while and doing it,
2: it? yes and it was a it was a good one it was it was a ddp fart it definitely went bang <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: my god uh, the last time i ever did yoga me and bobby stone did i ever tell you this story we were uh we we did weekly yoga at the YMCA. It was us and about it was me, Bobby, and like thirty women. Most of them were very attractive. And we we're all stuck in this room, and had no ventilation. If there was COVID in that room, all of us would have had it. This was like maybe but this was ten years ago. So uh we used to go every week. I was really getting limber and then one week Bobby accidentally let one go. Like one of the largest it was a Yoko's blood fire. It was the, Rakishi fart it was disgusting but i was right next to bobby so everyone (laughs) looked at us you know who did it (laughs) so it was like we were both incriminated just by being there it was definitely a man fart you know and we were the only men there so that was the last time i ever did yoga never went back
2: yeah well you should check out ddp yoga then you can do it in the confines of your home so you don't have to worry about the uh the other people around it's it's pretty good speaking of yokozuna though did you guys ever hear the story about how you know Bret Hart was wrestling him one time, and he had like literally shit his pants in the ring, and he had he had like Chinese food or something? I I I, I don't know what it was. Maybe it wasn't Chinese food. It was something, and he literally he was going for the yoko the the, the was it the yokozuna drop or something the bonsai, the bonsai drop bonsai, bonsai, the bonsai drop, bonsai. and he landed on Bret Hart and he shit his pants on Bret's like chest. Like no joke, Google it, Google it, and Brett, like Brett, was talking about it one time. Disgusting! <laughs> Can you imagine that giant ass just with shit on your chest? I would literally, I would, I would, I would run out of that's the ring. I would immediately awful. put up the big X like this. <laughs> <laughs> there's an injury. Yeah.
3: Well, that's funny, funny because there was another a uh, shit episode with Yokozuna in Austin. You ever watched there? There's a a show called Hot Ones where this guy like hosts and he has people yes. with hot wings yeah. and he does interviews yeah. with them. So he had Austin on it. And Austin started talking about this story where like for whatever reason, like just he got slammed by Yokozuna and he's like and things just happened, and like Austin shit his pants, and he looked up at Yokozuna, and he was like, "We gotta go home." Yokozuna, <laughs> like, All right, bro, and he, he, he like helped him out because otherwise he would have been wrestling with shit in his pants. Wow!
2: Did you know? Speaking of Yokozuna, Bobby, you probably like this fact. I don't even know where I where I read this. No, maybe it was uh, something about Jim Ross, like had a headline or something. I clicked on it, but do you know they? in 19 when did he died in 2000 but in 1997 he was still contracted by wwe and they needed him to lose weight they needed him to basically lose like 40 pounds because he was a little bit too heavy and he he didn't do it and they were concerned about his heart because he had a heart condition and he ended up gaining a shitload of weight like Mm -hmm. i want to say he went up to like five or six hundred pounds and he they wanted him to get down to like four and he didn't, and ultimately he died because of a heart issue. But um, it's pretty interesting that you know, guy so beloved like him is he in the Hall of Fame?
1: I don't think he is.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah, he is. Oh, he is. The,
3: he the is. Usos inducted him because they're all family.
2: The Usos. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's part of the the. So he's he's related to the he's Rock too.
3: Yeah, yeah. And so I know oh. it's weird that he wrestled under the name Yokozuna, but he's actually Samoan. Samoan.
2: Yeah. Oh, so he wasn't a real sumo wrestler. I always thought he was a real sumo wrestler. No. No, kayfabe was real is alive to you. Wow, yeah. I didn't realize that. Wow, that's yeah, that's he, fact knowledge. He didn't have
1: a he didn't he didn't have a drop of Japanese blood. <laughs> that's crazy. No. Wow, good for him. Thought, but um have you ever seen the, the bonsai drop he gave to the jobber? Uh <laughs> no. he like literally I don't know how he didn't kill this one. I think it was on WrestleBotch where sometimes they used to just treat jobbers like shit and just throw them around, which I think. Going back to, like, what's not working in WWE, like, in the 90s, it went from having, like, regular matches to every match had to be, like, a pay-per-view quality match on a weekly basis, you know? If right. they could go back, I love jobber matches. If they could go yeah. back to just throwing the, these little bitches around...
2: <laughs> yeah. it's there's a place for squash matches, absolutely. Yeah, honestly, I feel like there's a lot... There's too many squash matches sometimes with freaking mm. Goldberg. Goldberg's 80 years old, and... Oh, oh let's bring out another jobber. You know, and one of them is, one of them is, uh, what's his name? Dolph, Dolph Ziggler. Ziggler. <laughs> yeah. right, right, right. It's like, that's yeah. embarrassing. If I was him, I'd be pissed too. Like, that's just crazy. Hey, I'm still speaking of. About- oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead.
3: I was going to say, I'm Goldberg. still pissed at Goldberg for what happened to Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens deserved better than what he oh, got. 100%. Goldberg. That he basically was on squashed, squashed fire his career as Universal Champion. And he yeah. just like, that squashed he was his fucking career. Right shit right to him the whole time. It was yep awesome and then he just like got destroyed in 10 seconds like
2: oh terrible great great Great. yeah hated that he he killed his career i'm not gonna say killed his career but he killed his momentum for sure he was on a good hot streak
3: and he almost fucking killed bret hart
2: yeah Um, i know and and undertaker and undertaker
3: well i undertaker almost killed undertaker let's face it
2: the man should have stopped a
3: long time ago and he kept forcing it out there
2: yeah, Well, what I was going to say, there's something else I, I saw the other day that I didn't realize. I did not realize Rikishi was part of the Head Shrinkers. And then I did oh, not really? realize that he was also the Sultan.
3: <laughs> the Do you Sultan? remember the Sultan? Yeah, he fought Rocky Maivia WrestleMania Yeah, he uh, did at 13. 13. Yeah. yeah, I was
2: just watching WrestleMania 13. And I saw the Sultan come on. I'm like, that looks like Rikishi. And it 100% mm. was. And he was managed yeah. by um the Iron Sheik. Oh yeah. And his finisher was the uh was the uh camel clutch, which by the way, has great anyone move. used the camel clutch besides the master lock?
1: Uh Rusev.
2: Did he yeah. it, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. That's a great finishing move.
1: He calls it the uh Bulgarian
2: Oh that's right.
1: Something. Um, but yeah, the Sultan. It's funny how they used to be able to repackage guys. It was uh, you know, the, <laughs> I never realized the godfather, right, was so many different guys. He was he was the guy in Nation of Domination. Which I'm yeah, not uh, even sure he had a name. Kama
2: Mustafa. Yeah, Kama Mustafa.
1: Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And he was the godfather. He was uh, Papa Shango. He was um, and one other guy. I can't remember who, but it's just so funny that they could do that back then.
2: Yeah, you know, it was, so right around WrestleMania thirteen, too, they had uh, Nation of Domination was just starting out. I didn't realize that Crush was in the Nation of Domination for a little bit, yeah. and I also didn't know that there were two white guys that were like rappers. I don't even know who they were, but they came yeah. out with with them too. I did not even realize that, and. It, <laughs> I saw a segment and Ahmed Johnson was coming back oh, and Ahmed's he's, dumb. yeah, but he comes out and he's, you know, Farouk's up in the rafters or whatever. And Ahmed Johnson comes out back from his injury. And I'll tell you, I've never seen a man so angry. And I? I was scared. Like this guy took his promo seriously. Like you could tell he didn't know what he was doing, but Vince McMahon was like, you need to just get angry. Just get angry. And his <laughs> nostrils, he has the biggest nostrils I've ever seen. And they were flaring out. Like crazy. I mean, he was, he was, he, it was probably the best promo he's ever given. He I'm being uh, sarcastic there because he hasn't given a good promo.
1: He hasn't aged H- well. I'm not sure if you've seen a picture of him lately. He looks terrible. Oh, he looks um, awful. I did. He looks H- so that. bad. And, but also, what I forgot about was Lex Luger. You remember Lex Luger? Uh, How could we do that? Gonna... Okay. <laughs> and that was one of Bobby Stone's favorite things of all time when he went on the uh, USS Intrepid, whatever. Ahmed Johnson was the second person to body saying Yokozuna.
2: Whoa. I didn't know that. Yeah. The Pearl River plunge was a badass move. I will tell you that the Pearl River plunge, that would be up there with my top two and finishers for sure.
3: Did you guys remember? I think it was like the 97 Royal Rumble where I I honestly, I think Ahmed Johnson's there or Farouk comes out and he has what is like quite possibly like the most like awkwardly large two by four. And every time he goes to swing it, it's like the wind is catching it, so it's like not even hitting like very hard because it's like too big. So it's just like bending and like <laughs> it's <just> the most <laughs> awkward beating with a two by four I've ever seen. And arguably, it's like a two by seventeen. It's like the biggest, it's like the
2: biggest like piece of what I've ever seen. That's hilarious. So I, another thing, I, did did you have something you wanted to talk about, Miguel? Because I have I have something pretty funny too. No, I didn't have anything. No. Okay, so Kurt Angle. Did um, Broken awesome. Skull Sessions, which yeah. I loved Kurt Angle. So it, it was a good take because it it was stuff that happened during a time when I really watched wrestling a lot. And mm-hmm. it was pretty amazing to see him rise from basically a amateur wrestler to a professional wrestler with no skills. And he did it very quickly. Uh, but the funny thing was they were talking a lot about his match uh, with Shane McMahon. Do you remember the one at King of the Ring where he went through the glass and it wouldn't break? Yep. Street well, fight. so there was a point in that match where Angle broke his back. He was out right before that segment. Okay, he went and suplex, got suplexed by Shane McMahon on the the uh, the, mm-hmm. the cement, and he landed wrong, and his tailbone broke. And he finished the match. You don't know this, you won't notice it, but he finished the match. So, so then that segment came up where he's supposed to throw them, throw him through the um, the glass. And it didn't break. The reason it didn't break is because they reinforced the glass because they had pyrotechnics and they didn't want the pyrotechnics to go off. And Angle didn't know they did that. So the first time he takes him, he throws him up. It doesn't break. And Mc- and Shane's like, do it again. Do it again. So he does <laughs> it again. It breaks. And then he's supposed to throw him through the other side. And um, McMahon is right over there in the gorilla position. And you can hear him if you really listen hard enough. He's saying to stop the match. And Shane McMahon says, no, no, no. Keep going. And so in- uh, Angle went to throw McMahon through the-, the glass the other way. And it didn't break it- break again and uh angle said hey you know what i'm throwing you head first and he threw him head first through the uh the glass and he got all cut up and he was banged up and so angle was supposed to carry him back to the ring but he couldn't carry him because he uh broke his back and he could barely walk so he took him on one of the um the i'm not gonna call him a dolly but it's where they store all their equipment and they put it on there and he rolled that to the to the um to to the the match and then at the ending so they're both banged up man's probably got a concussion angle's got a broken back and he grabs a piece of plywood and angle slams him from the top rope on the ply on the plywood which could have gone completely south because of his back And they finished the match. <laughs> it's a great match. It's it's honestly, it was like it stole the
3: show at King of yeah. the Ring that year, and that was a really good show anyway.
2: Yes, yeah. I mean, Angle was saying how that was really the first time that he became like a ring general, right? He worked mm-hmm. with guys like Austin and The Rock, and they kind of ran the show. So if something didn't go right, you know, or or even Triple H, they he followed their lead. Well, in this particular moment, he had to be the ring general, and he said that's kind of when he. Realized like, hey, I I'm doing this for real, and I know what I'm doing. It was pretty cool. It was very cool. He also talked about how he had an issue with like Eddie Guerrero and stuff like that, and they were like brothers that fought, and it was a good episode. man you guys should check it out.
3: So I I know that we were talking about this off air, and and I finally finished that. I was uh, I was having too much fun and did not finish the last time I was watching that podcast, but I got to finish it, and I agree with him. When he starts talking about his retirement and the fact that you know he wished he could have had a match with like Austin or Rock or Taker or even Triple H, you know, and he got Baron Corbin, yeah, it's just it's so sad for a guy like him because I know he was such a great worker and I feel like he deserved that. I I mean honestly, I he should have had the same kind of send off that Ric Flair had. I mean, look at the look at everything they did and like they treated Angle kind of like shit
2: when he yeah. came
3: back i, mean, I, I think I, a lot really of it had
2: shaft did you say you finished the whole thing yeah so i agree with you there i think he kind of set his own destiny to some degree though too because he had a lot of issues going on yeah. and you know
3: But look at rick flair i mean don't kind of get like Ric you're Ric flair, right I mean, no, no you're, right there. you're right
2: there. no you're right no you're definitely right there you're right yeah i don't know what the issue is but for some reason he's like kind of the red-headed stepchild of all yeah. of it, and what's funny is I don't think he's under contract right now, mm-hmm. but he's doing the rock and wrestling thing with uh, Chris Jericho, the um, the ship. Oh, yeah, oh, so yeah, he's going to be on there. there. So I mean, I think it's only a matter of time before he makes it to AEW, unless he doesn't want to sour his grapes with WWE again. I I don't know.
3: Mm. If I were him, I wouldn't care too much. He'll be yeah.
2: fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he looked terrible, though. I mean, he does look awful. Like even even Years in abuse. Yeah, he yeah. he can barely. Move his neck, like <laughs> between yeah. him and Austin, the two neck guys.
1: <laughs> exactly. I uh, think that's the thing that sabotaged his comeback. Is uh, he just didn't look himself? He looked kind of funky. Like one of his arms is really skinny, and the other one wasn't as skinny. It's really weird. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Yeah. Probably because it it's like like hit, the blood flows like cut off or something. I don't know. But he did talk
2: about with like, Brock Lesnar. Yeah. And
1: what, what what did he say? Like about how he wrestled uh,
2: Lesnar. He basically like wrestled really wrestled because Lesnar's like this. NCAA athlete, yeah. and at one point, you know, he wrestled him in the back room, and uh, he ended up winning is what he says, so I don't know, I don't know the whole story there but that'd be pretty impressive if he did, so
1: Angle was a real Olympian yeah, Olymp- he was like a legit athlete, he was unreal, like his, that Baron Corbin thing though, that'll go down in history is not a good just way to
3: go out one of the worst, that's that's exactly what you were just talking about, Vito, it's all this build up and then just,
2: yeah, <laughs> just a just turd flat. sandwich caught between a turd sandwich and just a so giant douche.
1: <laughs> you know, <laughs> does it kind of have the the look of something that maybe they'll redo that again? Maybe no. they'll redo his comeback. You think he's done? 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 I done?
2: think he's done. He doesn't think have he's that done. in him. I think yeah. he's done. If he had any shot, that was the time. It's like Hogan. Hogan keeps talking about how he wants one more match. And it's like, God, I could not watch a match with him right now. He can barely watch the guy walk.
1: <laughs> His hip is basically
3: made of a cement block at this point. Like, there's no yeah. way this guy's getting better. <laughs> no, but
0: he thinks he can. He thinks <laughs> he can. Do you realize how many surgeries that man's had? Oh, way too many. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the amount of just spine fusion uh surgeries that man's had he was on a howard stern show a little while ago i want to say it was like back in like 14 or something like that and he had a uh battery attached to his spine so it would send off certain pulses to have basically all of his you know electrodes still functioning i don't know man science Kind of fucked my head a little bit. Yeah, so they made
2: Hulk Hogan the Terminator? Yeah, he is the bionic man. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's
1: like, how did he as like not a real wrestler i mean he didn't really do high-flying moves how did he get injured so bad was it the leg drop leg thing?
2: drops leg, leg drop, drop man they're just constant hit. battering i mean okay. when you do leg drop and plus you gotta remember those guys were wrestling on a daily basis pretty much yeah. like it's not mm-hmm. like today like yeah we we say it's a grueling schedule for him it definitely is But back in the day they were wrestling house shows, they were doing all sorts of crazy stuff, basically on a daily basis. So two times a day sometimes. Yeah. And and if they got injured at that point, it wasn't like WWE was the only show. Like they were next man up. Like you get injured, you lose your spot you know look at Mm -hmm. look at the rock the rock had a good opportunity there when austin was out you know and not that he wouldn't have done it anyways but i'm just saying like that certainly helped sped it up yeah for sure so i don't know but i hey listen i know we're running out of time did anybody have anything else on this pod for all
3: uh just just a little uh fyi uh coming down the pike i have a new piece that i'm going to be working on it's going to be a little bit but just to to give you a heads up it has a lot to do with wrestlers unionizing uh with the new news about the whole twitch contract that uh the wwe is making talent sign i feel like it's just it's it's time to really like start revisiting that topic again because i i feel like wrestlers need to protect themselves and i think uh I think a union is, is probably one of the better ways that they can do that. So I'll be doing some research now. I'm still in the peripheral stages, but just to be on the lookout, uh, wrestlingwithstuff.wordpress.com. Thanks, Love guys. it.
2: Love it, Mikey Cash. If you guys haven't checked that out, you definitely should. You should post a uh, a link on our um, Twitter, sure. which is uh, from underscore gorilla on the Twitter machine. Um, if you guys have any uh, suggestions for future podcasts or just want to yell at us or as always yell at Bobby stone, you're more than welcome to do so again, that's from underscore gorilla on the Twitter machine. Um, so let's, let's get right into the final thoughts. I know we kind of talked about a bunch of stuff today, but, um, you know, if you have something you want to say, Mikey cash, you got, you got something. Uh, well, uh, you know, again, it's, it's going to, it's just to watch out for that, that, uh, that
3: article that I'll be putting out there. Also, I did want to uh, just give a little teaser, I guess, for it is that there actually is currently a wrestling union, but it is through Pro Wrestling Eve, which is a UK all-women's promotion. They have they sought out the services of, I believe it's called Equity, which is a firm that does unionizing for uh, performance artists, and they. I, I was reading a little bit of their press today, and it's really interesting about how they talk about the way wrestlers have historically been miscategorized as athletes and you know how pro wrestling is looked at as a sport when in reality it should be looked at as live theater and live 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 performance and in that way they can kind of find themselves into unions in uh that at least through that avenue so um really cool Uh, so far as from what i've seen that's the only one that's active at this point and they just did it I think two years ago so yeah, uh, yeah, yeah that's good stuff. Yeah that's, help, good stuff yeah that's good stuff I like that. Some dominoes rolling
2: yeah I, I like that and you know you, you're right I think they should be categorized as uh almost like a theater Bobby said it earlier but I mean to some degree it's just like the circus you know you got performing artists out there um so I mean yeah. they try to treat it like it's a sport but it's it really is more of a theater type sure. thing
3: and they're so. certainly athletic but you know yeah Warming, nonetheless. Definitely.
2: Definitely. Big Mango.
1: Hey. uh, Yeah, so I don't have much to say. A couple things, maybe. Uh, The things I've been assuming in the wrestling world, uh, the rise and fall of WCW, like I mentioned earlier, I would highly recommend that on Audible um aew on a weekly basis i've been really enjoying uh i we're coming down to the home stretch here three or four weeks till the election everybody get out there and vote i think that's very very important and also i don't think i can go another week without a stock watch
0: bobby stone so we are at forty dollars and fifty seven cents at closing today. So so we take uh, a week off and the stock goes up. It, it actually we finished our episode. It declined a little bit and then it actually it went up just that much more. Uh I think our listeners heard what we needed to say dialed in uh, and, you know, I, I, I think the WWE could be listening. They're probably not. Also, nobody gives a shit about the stock price, except Bobby Stone.
2: And Big Mango,
0: apparently. And now Big yeah. Mango. So. Yeah, yeah, we, so we, we respect, all look forward to it. Yep. I was no.
1: thinking you would have said it earlier and I was like, what the hell?
0: Well, sometimes I, I pivot. I I Sometimes I close, sometimes I open. It really depends on how excited I am. You just gotta keep the, the audience in day.
2: suspense. Yeah, you gotta keep the audience in suspense. Bobby.
0: There might be one day we just throw it right in the middle and confuse everybody. So
2: (laughs) do it as the intro. Instead of the the hypnotizing guy, just be like, and the stock price today. oh that's good stuff guys well hey uh we want to thank everyone for listening this week um you know it was a it was the the first ever pod for all on episode 11 of strutting from gorilla we hope to see you guys uh on here next week listening to us um have a great night and remember to spade and neuter we now return your perception of reality to you until next time